What is up, guys? Happy whatever day it is that you are listening to this. My name is Kirsten, and I am at Tampa Waxer on Instagram. You can also find me at The Waxing Podcast on Facebook. And I am so excited you are joining me today. If you are new to here, welcome. And if you've been to one of my episodes before, thank you. I so appreciate it. I'm actually about to hit 20,000 downloads. <laughs> I'm like, what? I started this podcast with no idea where it would go. I told myself, you know, if three people listened, if one person got something out of listening to the podcast, then you know what? I have one. So I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful. It's honestly so fun for me to get on here. And I wanted to switch up my episode. Usually, I'm really into interviewing people. I love connecting with people in this industry, but I've been getting a little bit creative on how I can come and give you value that can really help you in your room. So today, I want to talk all about brow tinting. I want to get in-depth with what brow tinting is, talk about the differences between other brow tinting services. So you have your brow tint, your hybrid, your henna. So I am also sharing different brands if you don't have this in your service room, but you're really interested in adding it, which is such a great ad. I have so much information for you. I'm going to talk about contraindications, who's really great for brow tinting, maybe who's not. And so if this episode is something that is exciting you, stay tuned because I'm going to get started. Today's episode is brought to you by thewaxingguide.com. It is an online training course for estheticians, specifically waxers that want to level up in their skills. With this waxing course, you will increase your wax time, be able to book more clients, and have an exceptional technique that brings clients back every single time. The Waxing Guide has four different course options designed for every waxing esthetician. Whether you want to level up your Brazilian wax skills, confidently talk to your clients in and out of the treatment room, or just want a blueprint of everything you need to start your own business, it's in the guide. (laughs) And this course will not be up forever. The waxing guide is only offered a couple times a year, and the last day to sign up is October 7th. So what are you waiting for? Head over to thewaxingguide.com and see for yourself. And if you're still questioning if this is for you, well, The Waxing Guide has its own podcast episode, and that is called It's All in the Details, episode 23. Go check it out, and I will see you at The Waxing Guide. All right, guys, what is up? (laughs) Cute ad, right? (laughs) Um, In all seriousness, though, if you guys ever have any questions about the waxing guide, I am the creator, so I'm always here. You can DM me on Tampa Waxer on Instagram. Okay, 
I want to get started on brow tinting. We have brow henna and we have brow hybrid, which seems to be the new thing. So why don't I go ahead and pull up all my little information to go through with you and let's get started. Okay, so we have our brow tint and brow tint is a semi-permanent dye and it's mixed with a peroxide activator. So you have your colors, you have your hydro or your hydroperoxide. Oh my God, LOL. So you have your peroxide and you mix them together and you give your client the result desired. So brow tinting is usually a vegetable-based dye. I love being able to say and use that verbiage in my room because a lot of people that come in will think that you are using the stuff that hair colorists are using to dye hair. And that's not the case. It's a vegetable-based dye. That's why it's completely safe for your eyelashes. It's always a good information to have for your client who is worried about you putting quote-unquote chemicals around the sensitive areas of their face. So Brow tint lasts about two to three weeks on a client's hair. On the client's skin, it all depends, okay? So let me backtrack a little bit. I made a huge mistake whenever I first started in the industry of waxing. So I had a client, it was my only bad review, and let me tell you why. So she came in, she had very oily skin. She wanted brow tinting because she was interested in microblading, but she couldn't afford it. So she wanted to try the brow tinting, see if it gave her the results she was wanting. Okay. So first mistake, brow tinting is not microblading. Okay. Brow tinting is when put onto the skin, it gives the illusion of, you know, the brows covered with pigment. There's no strokes. There's no hyperrealism. I mean, it's just not the same thing. I did not tell her that. Strike one. So whenever she said that, she said, okay, I want to try brow tinting. I said, perfect. Let's try it. Because of course, I mean, I'll always tell people to try it, but I want them to be realistic, right? So you have to really explain to this to your client. So this one in particular had very oily skin. Me, a person who now has done so many and is very seasoned in this industry, would now know that brow tinting is probably not going to be for them. The only reason why is because A, she wants microblading, right? So that brow tint might not last really throughout the rest of the day, maybe, but in a day or two when she washes her face and all of her oils combined, it's probably going to slip off, which then it will only be darker on her hair. And because this client wanted microblading, she had very little to no hair, right? So it just wasn't really a great idea. However, what I did instead is I said, okay, no problem. So brow tinting lasts two to three weeks. And correct that it does last two to three weeks. However, it does not last two to three weeks on the skin. So when you are explaining brow tint to your clients, just make sure that you are getting that to them the information being, yes, brow tint lasts two to three weeks on the hair, but on the skin, it varies in time. And the exact verbiage that I have with every single one of my clients goes like this. Two to three weeks on the hair, on the skin, it's varied. So everybody's skin and everybody's oil production is a little bit different. And that plays a huge factor in how long the brow tint will last on the skin. 
So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go ahead and do the brow tint on you and then we'll just see for next time. If you, you know, love it and it lasts long enough for you, then you know the brow tinting is the service for you. If you don't get the amount of results that you want, then we can always, you know, look into other options, whether it be microblading or, you know, you want to get a good pencil to draw your brows in, however else. And then with usually with that, my client's super happy. They're very, um, you know, they understand the realistics of the service and we move forward. And another thing that I want to touch base on you, if you are doing brow tinting in the room, something that I could not give a better advice about is make sure that you have your client very aware of what to expect with when you're processing them, right? Because when you're processing them, truthfully, I never, ever, ever give my clients the mirror for their first time. I've done that once and I've had a client literally look at me and say, oh my God, I've made a huge mistake. Because <laughs> as you know, when the brow tint is processing on the skin, it looks dark and it is not that dark when it comes off. However, you always want to set your client up to know that when they leave day of service, it's going to look a little bit darker than what it's going to look like the next day or the next day when they wash their brows. So I always set them up for that as well. Hey, if you feel like they're a little bit dark, I say go home tonight, wash them regularly. You'll probably be happy after that. If not, wake up the next morning, you can take a normal shower and then it starts to fade out. But the reason why I up it a little bit, make it a little bit darker, still matching their hair, by the way. So I'm not going so dark where it's obviously not, you know, complimentary to them. But as you know, the hair's always going to be a little bit darker a couple days before it starts to fade out. But I do that because I want them to have lasting results. If they want a more realistic look, if they don't care about lasting results, then I dim it down a lot. I go to their natural, natural color, and they're always really, really happy. And then a trick that I usually do as well is I just let my clients know if they love the color, I want them to go home, not wash their brows for 24 hours. I want it to be completely dry. And then whenever they do wash their face, try to keep soaps, cleansers, moisturizers, anything away from that area. You want to treat it like it's not going to last. And that usually helps with me and my clients. And my clients do say that that helps them you know, get a better time frame for their brows. All right, moving on. Let's talk about who brow tinting is for, contraindications, and then let's talk about ways we can customize it. So um, a perfect candidate for brow tinting is obviously, let's talk about the first and foremost, most obvious one. So it's going to be somebody with lighter brow hair, who wants to darken their brow hair. It obviously is going to be great for somebody who has fuller brows and it's going to be great for somebody who wants that fuller look because tinting will give them that. But other people can still benefit from it. Even if a client doesn't have as much brow or they're trying to fill in like a little gap here and there, brow tinting is perfect. Sometimes it can be the perfect solution for somebody. They don't have to spend the $700 or however much the microblading cost in your area. And yeah, they're pretty happy with it. Usually the skin that is normal to dry is going to be the best possible tenting skin that you can have. It is goals. I love when they have dry skin. It is amazing because that brow tent really just goes right into those pores. The skin drinks it right up. It's the best results. So going forward with that, somebody who may not be the best candidate, but this doesn't mean they can't get it done. You just have to set them up for very realistic, like I said, and you know, what to expect after the service. So 
somebody with really, really oily skin, it's probably not going to stay on their skin for that long. Yes, they will still get the benefits from the hair. And if that's all they're looking for, then that's perfect. That will still work for them. Um, Another person is somebody who comes in with really, really skinny, skinny brows, and they want to have Kim Kardashian's brows. And they say, this is what I want. Brow tint's going to do it. Please do my tint. You stop them right there and you just really educate them on what tint really is. And so they have that really great expectation that that probably is not going to happen, especially if that client is oily skinned on top of it. Brow tinting is not the service for them. And then also I wanted to talk about an ingredient that is in brow tint that I have actually, me and my boss were just talking about this. She has been in service for 10 years and she has never had this happen except for two years ago. And now we've had it happen twice. So I want to kind of educate you guys on this because if this happens to you, you know, it really sucks, but you can at least be very educated on what it is, why it happens and so forth. Okay, let's see. So it is an ingredient that is in some brow tint. It's not in every brow tint. So maybe you want to make sure that you are looking into your ingredient list. But, okay, so this ingredient is called, well, the term is called PPD. So it is originally called, oh, Lord. Okay, paraphanel. Okay, you know what? I'm not even going to act like I know what that is. (laughs) You can type in PPD reaction and you will um, see it. So most cases of allergic contact dermatitis stemming from exposure to hair dye are caused by an ingredient called PPD. PPD is a chemical that's also found in temporary tattoo ink, printer ink, and gasoline. In boxed hair dye, PPD usually comes in its own bottle accompanied by an oxidizer. So this is in the brow brand that we carry called Brow Code. And we've had two different circumstances that this has happened. And these are both clients that have never dyed their hair before. So if this is something that you want to include in your consent form just to, you know, cover yourself, please do so. But, you know, it's very scary. If you look up PPD reactions, what happens is, is that they go home, everything looks fine in the room. They leave, they go home and their heads swell up so insane. Like they look like aliens and it's, it's not something to play around with. So if you want to make sure that that does not happen in your room, make sure you find a product that is non-PPD and usually like the vegan ones, I'm pretty sure are non-PPD, but um, yeah, make sure that you're aware of that happening. I personally have been using brow code for a lot of years and I've never had a client that has had an allergic reaction. So just know both things. A, it's very rare. It does not happen very often. Like I said, Rhea, my boss, in the 10 years that she's been working in this industry, she's only had it happen twice. Okay, so let's see. What else did I want to make sure I talked about? Ooh, talking about, okay. So customizing brow tint can be really, really fun. So you can do a lot with your brow tint, which is something I love telling my clients because a lot of clients who just know about brow tinting or they got it done a really long time ago, 
they would always mention how dark it used to be and that they didn't like it. But, you know, we have so many varies of colors now, especially that we're getting more advanced in our industry. So you have like your light brown, your medium brown, your dark brown, your black, and you can mix match every single one of them. When I have a really light client, I like to do my light brown. I like to put a little drop of the medium brown in there just to heighten it up a tad. And then I apply. You can also do like a dark brown. And if they really want that stain, you can do like a really small drop of black. I mean, very small, but it can go a long way and it can really help stain that client's skin. So customizing is so much fun with brow tint. Um, Mostly every single brand out there has a lot of colors to pick from. I suggest stocking at least one of everything and, you know, finding out what your favorite mixes are and things like that. So the next tent that I want to talk about, and this is something that I have not used yet in my room, but it sounds really intriguing, is going to be hybrid tent. So a hybrid tent, it acts like a henna with long lasting results, lasting up to seven days on the skin and put up to, um, or lasting up to seven weeks on the hair, which is insane. Seven days on the skin is a lot of time especially if you're able to promise your clients seven days on the skin, no matter what. Now, I'm unsure if that this does not include somebody who's oily, because like I said, with brow tinting, I do not recommend, but I don't know enough about hybrid tint, but I thought it sounded really, really cool. So I do know that hybrid tent is definitely a newer trend going on in our industry. I only know of one brand, which I will get to at the end because I listed a bunch of brands for you if you don't have anything or you're looking to try something new. But what's really cool about hybrid tent, I will say, is that you can apply it for seven to 10 minutes, just like brow tent and get a brow henna lasting result. And I think that's so amazing because the one thing about brow henna that I was not obsessed with is that it took a lot of processing time. I don't know if this was just the henna that I used. So sorry if you use henna and it's a shorter time frame and you're like screaming at me like, Kirsten, you're supposed to know everything, <laughs> but I don't. And um, the The brow code henna that we tried, we did not love. It seemed like a lot of extra work and the results were not eh, amazing. So hybrid tent sounds really cool. I actually want you to reach out to me if you guys have tried henna or hybrid tent and you really like it. I'm more curious about that. And then brow henna. So brow henna is an Australian beauty trend that has a staying powder. So henna eyebrow tent is a semi-permanent form of eyebrow tinting, but it's using natural henna dye to stain the skin as well as the brow hair, which gives the illusion of fullness in the brow area. So henna does not need any form of peroxide to activate. Brow henna contains no ammonia, lead, or peroxide, which helps to minimize the body's natural absorption. So brow henna lasts on the skin one to two weeks and on the hair six weeks, which is way longer than your traditional brow tint um, aftercare. So that's pretty cool. I do like that about henna. I have clients that will come in and be like, oh my God, I love henna so much. Have you done it? Or do you have it? And we currently are not offering henna. We, We tried to get on board with it. The brand we tried, we did not love. But Brow henna, I do believe, takes a little bit of extra time. 
So it's really up to you as a service provider if you want to scale your books back a little bit and give somebody a longer result, which may be totally worth it, especially if you have a lot of clients with more sparse hair that's really looking for that solution. Brow henna might be the one for you. And then I want to talk about brands. So Let's get started on brands. Some of these I use, I'll go into detail about which ones those are. Some of them I don't, but they have been highly talked about. I reached out to my Facebook group and I asked them what tinting they like and, you know, why they like it. So let me go through those now. Okay, so at this time, you want to take out your notebook, your phone, your notes on your phone, whatever you have to do, because I'm going to go through a list of different brow uh, brands that I have seen come up with, had my Facebook group write out to being, and let's go through them. Okay, so number one is going to be Belma Seal. This is going to be your traditional tent. This is what I use. I really like it. Um, I know they're paired with Elibana and I use the black for the lashes. So I'm not obsessed with their colors for the eyebrows. I just have another option, but I do really like the results for the lashes. I use black and then I also use blue black. So I thought that was pretty cool that they have the blue black color. I don't know where this one is uh, manufactured or from because a lot of these, as you'll, you know, hear, I know where they derive from. So, um, but Belma Seal is the first one. So your second traditional brand is Hair Pearl. So this tent is based out of Germany and Hair Pearl is great. I love their colors. I love the way it stays on the skin. I'm a huge fan of Hair Pearl. I know it's not sexy or everyone's favorite, but I definitely really really F with hair pearl (laughs) and I like them. So, okay. Your next one is going to be brow code. And then this one is also a traditional tent. This one is based out of Australia. What I will say about brow code is they have an incredible social media base. They have a lot of training, which I think is really cool. Plus their colors are insane. I love them. I'm obsessed with the way that they turn out with all of my clients. I'm a huge, huge fan of brow code. I like their aesthetic, everything about it. I would say go check that one out. Um, okay. Very well. So this is also a traditional tent made in Germany. I do not use very well myself. However, I had a couple of girls. I'll share with you what they said about very well in my Facebook group in a minute, but, um, that is another traditional tent. Okay. Everyone pronounces this one a little bit different. It's either Thuya, Thaya. Um, you probably already know what I'm trying to say because you've probably seen it on the gram, but this is also a traditional tent and this one is made in the U, the S and the A, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure they're based out of New York city and they also come with lamination, which that's pretty cool too. Everyone knows that's a huge trend. So that tent I've seen great results on, especially the girls that I follow intensive. So this is another tent. It's traditional. Um, I will say if this is something you don't love about brands, they can be purchased on Amazon. So if you don't want your clients getting their hands on something that you use in your room, that one might not be for you. However, I believe you can order this one on spaorder.com as well. And then, uh, uh, I forget how to pronounce this one. Redis, red, Nick, 
Tosil Reddick. <laughs> Someone's gonna be listening to this, being like, Kirsten, you like, how do you have this podcast? Okay, so this is also a traditional tent, and this one is based out of Australia. So I have seen this one before. I actually think I might have even used this one before. I just don't remember it standing out to me in any way. But that also is an option. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different options for um, traditional brow tent. Then moving on to your hybrid tent. Now, the only one that I've really seen great things about is Bronson. So this is a tent that is based out of Russia. And this tent, I want to get my hands on because like I said, it's a hybrid tent. It acts as a henna, but it applies like a regular traditional tent, which I thought was really cool. So seven to 10 minute processing time to give you the results of seven days on the skin. And then brow henna, I have super cilium. Um, this is a henna tent. This is based out of Amsterdam. I have not tried that one myself, but I'm going to go into my Facebook group here in a sec and I will let you know the girls that love this one. I had a, quite a few people. So if you're interested in you know, brow tenting or henna from, you know, a company, check that one out. It's S-U-P-E-R-C-I-L-I-U-M. So there's another one. It's called Brow X Enna. So like B-R-O-W-X-E-N-N-A. So kind of like brow henna, but the X instead of the, the H. So I didn't know where this one came from. I couldn't find any information about this one. And then Brow Code also has a henna. So again, they're based out of Australia. I mentioned that before. Um, that's the one that I personally tried. We, I don't know. I didn't love it. It took a little bit too much time for me. They could have reformulated it. So, you know, don't take me so literal, but I'm, you know, I wasn't a big fan. Okay. So in my Facebook group, I asked the question, you know, what brow tints do you use? Tell me about why you love them, things like that. So Catherine, wrote um this is the one that wrote about the super cilium god I, I hope i'm saying that right so she said it's been awesome it definitely takes some time to learn the right consistency she said there are several ways to get the quote-unquote best results but it depends on the client there's ombre watercolor and feather techniques which is really cool she said they have awesome shade ranges so that's pretty cool to give your clients kind of different um you know styles of tent and then Bronson. So that one was like a one I heard a lot of often. There was a second to this brand, a third to this brand. A lot of people like that one. And then I have a girl who said she uses Barry well. She says, and this is um, Leanne Palmer. She said, I love that I can adjust the colors and mix them. And I've learned to almost dilute with more developer short for a softer, more subtle look. Yes, that's true. You can totally dilute by putting a little bit more developer in. She says, sometimes I, you know, take it off dry if they like a bolder look and wet if they don't like the stain on the skin. Yes, yes to both. If they like a bolder look or they want it to last for like a date night or they're taking pictures later that weekend, always wipe it off dry and just explain to them that you want it to last, whether it's their wedding or whatever else. And then if they don't like it on the skin, they just like the hair, then take it off wet. Um, Let's see. I have one for Thuya. Okay, Rebecca's put intensive for tent. I love the color payoff on the skin. It gives people an idea of what henna would look like if they wanted to move forward with it. And the staining only lasts a couple days on the skin. Plus, the natural tone is perfect for ash blondes. Super Cilium is my favorite brow henna, but I did hear 
that it does start to process with more of a yellow hue after it's been on or after it's been a few months old. Okay, so something to think about. If you guys aren't doing too many hennas, make sure that you don't open it up, you know, and then leave it out for a couple of months because that definitely is something to think about. And then Thuya Tent, I only use when doing lamination because it's fortifying for the hair that was just processed. Yeah, that's why I think Thuya is really great because I'm pretty sure it's like built for lamination. And then I've been using Refectosil. I think that's how you say it, Refectosil, and getting really great results. I love the consistency of the product and it applies smoothly. This is Christina. And then... And then Lace Ann said, Brow X Henna for Henna. It's a huge color range and the skin stain is insane and definitely lasts longer than a week on the skin. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Courtney says, I love Bronson. It's a hybrid tan. Okay. So this is what I was talking about. She gave a lot of really great information for a hybrid. So thank you, Courtney, for that. So she said, it's a hybrid tent, I guess is what they call it. I know. That's what I said too. I'm like, what is hybrid? <laughs> okay. It lasts longer than normal tent about a week on the skin, depending on the skin type and about four weeks on the hair, which is insane. I love how creamy it is. And it doesn't leave the grainy look that some hennas do in videos. It's super easy to be removed too with Bronson dye remover, which I usually use with a pointed Q-tip to clean up the super crisp lines on the edges. And then Kirsty said that she loves super cilium. Um, I actually loved her pictures. They're so good. She says, my clients typically have come back every three to four weeks and then uh, Lace Ann said, Brow X Henna. I know I just shared hers before, but she said, Brow for Henna, it's seriously the best. It applies so easily and it lasts so long. When it comes to Henna, the prep is super important and you need to exfoliate and shampoo the brows before you start them, which is cool. I didn't actually know that. And she said, And the results are like no other. I use Brow Code for prep. So those are just a few ones that I shared from the Facebook group. I hope that that was so helpful for you. I love using Tent for my services. I feel like they are such an easy add-on that you can do. A lot of people's brows look so insane after you add them. I had this client who has been blonde her whole life. Her eyebrows have been blonde as well. You couldn't see them through her pictures or anything like that. She was so scared to tent, and I tented her probably three years ago. I used a super light color, and she has not gone back since. So if you have a client who's been scared of tent, but you know it will be amazing for them, my suggestion is doing the first one for free. If you know that the results are going to be the best, you know that you will have a long-term client that wants to do it every single time. All right, and that is it for this week. If you like this episode, please subscribe so you can get all the future episodes sent straight to your phone. Also, use the hashtag The Waxing Podcast and tag a girl, Tampa Waxer, aka me, and thank you for listening.